Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of acetaminophen overdose found under the drug section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. An 8-year-old girl is brought to the emergency room for ingestion of an unknown amount of acetaminophen. She had been playing with her parents' medicine cabinet. Her mom later noticed that her bottle of acetaminophen was open. As they have no idea when the ingestion occurred, acetaminophen levels and other laboratory tests are immediately drawn. Let's continue with an introduction to acetaminophen overdose. Clinically, it is defined as an overdose, whether accidental or intentional, of acetaminophen, which can result in massive hepatic necrosis. There are four phases. Phase 1, in the first 24 hours, includes nonspecific symptoms without laboratory abnormalities. Phase 2, between hours 24 and 72, includes progressive hepatic injury with laboratory abnormalities. Phase 3, between 72 and 96 hours, includes peak liver injury with death of hepatocytes. And Phase 4, which is after 96 hours, includes improvement in recovery or progression to multi-organ failure and death. With regards to epidemiology, Remember that demographically, it is most common in ages 15 to 24 years, but it is more severe in those greater than 40 years of age. It is also the most common cause of acute liver failure in the United States, and it is the most commonly used drug in intentional overdoses. Risk factors include suicidal ideation, being greater than 40 years of age, malnutrition, chronic liver disease, chronic alcohol use, which induces cytochrome P450, and simultaneous use of other hepatotoxic drugs such as statins, isoniazid, and rifampin. In terms of the pathogenesis, cytochrome P450 in the liver metabolizes acetaminophen into N-acetyl-P-benzoquinonamine, or NAPQI. NAPQI then depletes glutathione, which forms toxic byproducts that result in hepatic necrosis. However, in terms of the prognosis, remember that it is good if the ingestion is treated early. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms will include patients that may be asymptomatic or have early symptoms of nausea, vomiting, malaise, abdominal pain, and lethargy. Remember that early manifestations of overdose are nonspecific and are not reliable predictors of hepatotoxicity. As the liver injury progresses, symptoms will worsen and patients may have jaundice, coagulopathy, and altered mental status. And on exam in later stages, patients may present with jaundice, right upper quadrant pain, and hepatomegaly. In terms of other studies, labs should be obtained and liver enzymes may rise at 8 to 12 hours post-ingestion if the patient has severely overdosed, but they usually present later. There may be an increase in alanine aminotransferase, an increase in aspartate aminotransferase, an increase in acetaminophen levels, These should be drawn four hours after ingestion or immediately if the ingestion occurred more than four hours prior to evaluation. There will also be a rise in bilirubin, an increased prothrombin time, and an increased INR. And when making the diagnosis, remember that it is based on clinical presentation and laboratory studies. And in terms of the differential, make sure to think about other drug overdoses or causes of acute liver failure, with distinguishing factors being that there will be no elevated acetaminophen levels in the serum. And in terms of treatment, the management approach is based on the acetaminophen levels. A normal gram is used to determine whether treatment is warranted. Medical treatment options include N-acetylcysteine, which is indicated as the antidote for acetaminophen toxicity. It helps to replenish glutathione and is useful for up to 24 hours after ingestion. It is given in all cases of chronic toxicity 
regardless of serum acetaminophen level, which does not correlate with toxicity. Another option is activated charcoal, which is indicated if the ingestion occurred within four hours. Operative treatment options include liver transplant, which is indicated for patients with acute liver failure despite treatment with N-acetylcysteine. And lastly, complications related to acetaminophen overdose include acute liver failure and death. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to acetaminophen overdose, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old man presents to the emergency department with malaise. He states that he has not been feeling well for several weeks and has had a cough, low-grade fever, and runny nose. His doctor told him to take acetaminophen for his symptoms. He admits to taking triple the dose of acetaminophen as recommended by the bottle for each dose for the past several weeks. Today, the patient has noticed he feels nauseous at baseline without any vomiting. His temperature is 97.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 114 over 64. Pulse is 89 beats per minute. Respirations are 12 breaths per minute and oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam reveals a young, healthy-appearing man who is not in any distress. Laboratory studies are ordered and demonstrate a hemoglobin of 13, hematocrit of 39%, leukocyte count of 7,500 with a normal differential, and platelet count of 221,000. His serum sodium is 139, chloride is 100, potassium 4.2, bicarbonate 24, BUN 22, glucose 77, creatinine 1.2, AST 92, and ALT is 100. Which of the following is the most appropriate management of this patient? And the answer choices are, choice 1, administer fumepazil. Choice 2, administer N-acetylcysteine. Choice 3, administer sodium bicarbonate. Choice 4, perform hemodialysis. Or choice 5, Plot the serum acetaminophen level on the RUMAC Matthew nomogram to guide treatment. The best answer to this question is choice 2 administer N acetylcysteine. This patient endorses taking large doses of acetaminophen, such as triple the dose, for several weeks in the setting of malaise and mildly elevated liver enzymes, which could suggest acetaminophen toxicity. Given this is chronic toxicity, the patient should be started on N-acetylcysteine empirically. Acetaminophen is a commonly used analgesic and antipyretic and is one of the most common causes of an overdose in suicide attempts. Acetaminophen is metabolized to N-acetyl-p-benzoquinone amine, which is toxic to the liver. With appropriate dosing, NAPQI can be detoxified by hepatic glutathione stores. In an acute overdose, the hepatic glutathione stores are depleted and fulminant liver failure can occur. To determine the need for N-acetylcysteine, the antidote that regenerates glutathione, the acetaminophen level can be plotted on the rumac matthew nomogram to determine if treatment is needed. However, with chronic misuse of acetaminophen, such as in patients taking higher than prescribed doses for prolonged periods of time, the serum level may not correlate with the extent of hepatic toxicity and glutathione depletion. For this reason, in chronic acetaminophen toxicity, N-acetylcysteine should be started regardless of the serum acetaminophen level. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choices 1 and 4. Administering fomepazil and hemodialysis is the appropriate management of toxic alcohol ingestion. 
Ethylene glycol toxicity causes the formation of oxalic acid and may lead to deposition of calcium oxalate in the CNS, causing confusion and seizures, or the kidney, causing renal failure. After administration of fomepazil, dialysis should be performed. Choice 3. Administering sodium bicarbonate is the appropriate management of a tricyclic antidepressant overdose, which presents with QRS widening on ECG and an anticholinergic toxidrome. Sodium bicarbonate should be administered until the QRS duration normalizes. Choice 5. Plotting the serum acetaminophen level on the RUMAC nomogram to guide treatment is the appropriate management of an acute acetaminophen overdose, not a chronic acetaminophen overdose. In the setting of a chronic overdose, glutathione stores are likely depleted and would not correlate with the serum acetaminophen level, thus the level cannot be relied upon. Finally, a bullet summary. In chronic acetaminophen toxicity, the serum acetaminophen level cannot be relied upon, and treatment with N-acetylcysteine should be started. That's all for this review about acetaminophen overdose. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.